today's passage is Galatians chapter 2. We see here Paul um, counteracting the accusation against him that he doesn't tell people to get circumcised. He doesn't tell people to follow the Jewish law. And he is painting a picture not only of what has happened to him, <clears throat> but what has happened to others. That, um, no, he, he's taking that uh, 100% true. He does not require that people be circumcised. Even Titus uh, was not circumcised. This wasn't due to lack of awareness or pressure because there were false brothers at the time who were saying that he should, uh, that he should come in and do that. But when he w understood what the gospel truly was and that he was entrusted with it, just as Peter was entrusted to those who were circumcised, uh, he went and um, he's name dropping here, James, Peter, and John, right? Whatever these false teachers in Galatia are saying, they're probably saying they've got the authority of so-and-so or so-and-so and so-and-so. And basically, Paul's like, yo, I was with the three guys that saw the transfiguration, and they all agree that circumcision is this external sign of nation of earthly nationhood and that it isn't something that we need to require the gentiles to do only to remember the poor and that was what he was eager to do and i probably think that's a jab at these false teachers who are probably talking a lot about getting circumcised and are not really helping the poor in their midst but in fact that this power of the gospel goes beyond the name recognition of these people because even when Cephas, Peter, came to Antioch, um, Paul had to oppose him because Peter was dividing amongst the circumcised and the uncircumcised and that Barnabas as well was led away into this and that this was wrong and we know that this is what they understood that that was wrong to divide people like that and paul's argument is very powerful that if you though a quote-unquote jew live like a gentile and not like a jew how can you force the gentiles to live like jews that if you're going to live as a sinner feigning righteousness and then you're going to ask other people to feign your righteousness then you're all just sinners. In fact, we understand that a person, uh, verse 16, is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. That This is what justifies us. We are sinners, and when we are saved, we do not rebuild what I tore down. We don't go back to the law. For if through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I know that for many of you, if you are listening to this, it is because you have sa been saved and you know the saving grace of Jesus. But in our sanctification, do we go back to rules and do we go back to the law? I teach, and I've, we've talked about this before, but that sanctification, not about effort alone, but about enjoying the gifts that God has given us. And so I hope that whatever you are struggling with in your life to be sanctified, that it would not be simply a new list of rules that you have to follow in order to find yourself commendable to God. You have already been commended to God through the grace of Jesus. You have already been given the Holy Spirit through the grace of Jesus. And we live not to force other people into our set of rules, but to give the gift of the gospel uh, and to live by the grace of the gospel 
And now that may include doing and not doing certain things, but we have to understand that the power of the gospel is what transforms us. We do not nullify, verse 21, the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Christ has died for a purpose, to give you the righteousness that is true in your identity, not in you checking off the right boxes.